You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad. And uh, Dr. James Ryan is a writer and a publisher who has been active in Irish genealogy for the past 35 years. And he found Flyleaf Press in 1987. And this has now merged with Ancestor Network. And uh, Jim will be presenting on Wednesday at the British Isles Family History Society of Greater Ottawa Annual Conference. And that is on Wednesday, the 22nd of September. And you can register at bifhsgo2021.ca. And he'll be talking about rentals as a source for Irish family history. Jim, thanks a million for coming along. Rentals, of course, the Irish are known as tenants. The Irish were tenants, very much so. Exactly, yeah. Well, basically, the rentals are the, the records that the landlords kept of their tenants. Um, and they, they vary dramatically. But um, what essentially what they provide is the core information that you might get on a census. In other words, the name of a, of a, of a, a landholder and their location within a, on a particular date. Um, sometimes over a long succession of years, you can get the same information. Um, and you'll also get kind of an indication of their status based on you know, how many acres they, they rented and how, how good they were about paying the rent. And very often, I think the most interesting bit of it is that uh, sometimes the, the landlord's agent or the landlord himself kept the notes, observations on the, on the tenant, and they can be very revealing as to their personality. <laughs> so it's, so it, they're, they're kind of an interesting and unusual source. And from a time period, uh, what type of archives are there and were, I, I assume, various landlords, some would have been more diligent and accurate in their record keeping than others, but how early are, can you, we get find records going back on rentals? Oh, you can you can get them uh, right back. I mean, I, I've I've looked at them right back into the 1600s, right. and not not too many of those. But um, and it's not the the um, the availability is not so much about which landlords kept the records, because we'd imagine that every re- landlord kept the records. It's what happened to them, and these are obviously private records, so there was no kind of rules about whether they should be kept or not. And I imagine a lot of them went out into the dump when they were. When they had finished with their primary purpose, which was the, the landlord's bookkeeping, um, so so it's, it's it's the survival is really the critical thing. Um, and as you say, different landlords had different styles. Some of them were very detailed. Some of them were, were very cursory. Um, so, um, what, what, to answer your question about where are they? Um, there's a, about 1,700 rentals in the National Library. There's about 8,000 in the National Archives, but they're mainly later period. They're, they would be from uh, the, the, the land of the States Court, which I can come back to if you wish. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, local uh, libraries around Ireland have had the records donated from local estates and so on. There's quite a few in the UK because a lot of landlords were absentee landlords who would also have had land in in England, for instance, and uh, their records may have been donated to uh, libraries in England, for instance. Um, and there's quite a, few, quite a lot still in private hands. About this month's edition of um, the, the Burka uh, Rare Books catalogue has got an interesting rental uh, for sale from North Dublin. Right, right. Now, um, the other thing is that, like, with the census, uh, they are now digitized. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, we can do a search on that based on a last name or based on what would have been an electoral district or a variety of other things. These rentals uh, records probably were not in alphabetical order. Um, so I would imagine, I, I would assume a lot have not been digitized, so researching would be a bigger challenge. Yeah, well, the ones that have been digitized are the, I mentioned the, the land of the states records. I mean, what, what happened in the, kind of the 1860s, 1870s was that, um, that was a huge uh, change in the, the Irish economics. A lot of the estates were, went bankrupt. Um, and that, um, a whole lot of different reasons associated with that. I mean, up until the end of the Napole- Napoleonic Wars, um, there had been a very high price for food because Europe was at war, marching armies and all the rest needing to be fed. So uh, there was high food prices. Then came the, the, the when, when uh, all the armies went home and started producing their own food, suddenly food prices dropped. Tenants were unable to pay their rent. There was all sorts of, of problems with uh, evictions and so on. Uh, and a lot of landlords were, were left uh, without payment and a lot of people obviously without homes as well. Uh, then came the famine. So between all of those kind of several decades of absolute mayhem, uh, a lot of the, the, the estates went bankrupt. Some of them through their own uh, uh, doings because there, there were many profligate landlords who were spending money that they really didn't have on on European travel and all sorts of things. So to cut to the, sh- to the chase, um, because there were two different issues that happened then because the, a lot of these states couldn't sell their land because it was tied into uh, endowments that were given for family members that were mentioned in wills and so on. So there were, they were what's legally called entailed. So what the what the government of the day did was that they formed this land of the states court and what the Land of States Court did was not dissimilar to what was done in more recent times in Ireland, is that they, they effectively bought the estates, they got rid of all the, the legal entanglements, and then they sold them on by auction. So for each of those auctions, then, there was a detailed brochure was produced which said, you know, this is the, this is the land, here's the map, here's the sitting tenants, make me an offer. So all of those records have been digitized, and they're available on findmypass.ie. Right. Um, so they're, they're a great resource, but they would be a little bit later now in the period. So they would be during the, well, the, the, the sitting tenants of the time would be in the 1860s, 1870s, and so on. But they're a huge resource. The earlier ones, by and large, have not been digitized. Some of them are on uh, local library sites, uh, uh, Galway, for instance, um, Limerick, and so on. So, so some counties have, have been actively digitizing the records that they have. But, but uh, as you say, most of them have not been. So you would need to really go into the, the National Library or equivalent and uh, access them yourself. So, Jim, then, on uh, Wednesday at 4 o'clock our time, and that's Wednesday, the 22nd of September 2021, 4 to 5.30, uh, you're giving your talk. And uh, people can still register, bifshgo2021.ca. You will have examples, I'm sure, that you'll be able to share visually with the participants of what these records were looking like. Absolutely, yeah. I have, I have a, a lot of material. I mean, there are effectively two different types of rentals, two, two different formats. Um, some are more, more useful in terms of family information than others, so I'll be illustrating all of those. 
And also, I start with a little bit of a background, such as I've given you already about you know, the, the, the landlords, um, the, the situation in Ireland at the time of these rentals were generally produced, uh, who the tenants were by and large, and what the, 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 the the rights of the tenants were, some of which the rights really determined in some cases the extent of the records available. Um, and then I go on to talk about the different the format of the records, what you can get from them, um, and then where the, the rentals are, how you can access them, uh, which of them are, are available online. And, and for, for a lot of people, um, they might know where, what county their, their um, ancestor was from, but they might not know the name of the landlord, and it's really you need to know the, the name of the landlord in order to access the rentals. So I'll give you some information about how you can find that out as well. Right, because, again, in our situation, as you mentioned before we started, like my last name is rather unusual, and we think we may be from over in Wicklow, and I know that... Uh, um, it was mentioned that our name appears on um, Fitzwilliams All right, somewhere. Yeah. So I haven't got to the point of doing any research there, uh, but yeah. uh, fascinating. And as you say, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. So when someone Absolutely. sees something put up in front of them on the screen, which illustrates what's yeah. available, it can, it's a tremendous help in helping figure out where I need to go. Jim, I'm going to let you go. It has been a real pleasure meeting you and chatting with you, and thanks a million. And again, the time is 4 o'clock Eastern, and it's bifshsgo2021.ca, and we've been chatting with Dr. Jim Ryan. Thanks a million, Jim. Thank you, Austin. Awesome.